0: America is today the strongest, the most influential, and most productive nation in the world. Para qué sirve entonces la civilización? Para qué sirve la conciencia del hombre? Para qué sirven las Naciones Unidas? But these differences were all forgotten in one unshakable unity of determination to find a way to end war. We do not want a war. We do not now expect a war. This generation of Americans has already had enough, more than enough, of war and hate and oppression. Across the world, we're hunting down the killers and we're showing them the definition of American justice. There is a recurring temptation to feel that some spectacular and costly action could become the miraculous solution to all current difficulties. We have an obligation to be of help where we can to freedom fighters and lovers of freedom and democracy from Afghanistan to Nicaragua. The United States has no intention of determining the precise form of Iraq's new government. That choice belongs to the Iraqi people. Those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable. We want democracy to survive for all generations to come, not to become the insolvent phantom of tomorrow.
1: Welcome to the introductory episode of Safe for Democracy, the podcast about the things that the United States government gets up to abroad. I want to give you a little bit of context for the project and some idea of where it's going, but you don't need to know any of this to listen to episode one, which is about Guatemala, so if you aren't interested, head straight to it, listen to it. I started getting the inkling sometime in college that maybe, on balance, the foreign policy of the United States of America had not been helping the rest of the world as much as we had been led to believe. Side note here, if you aren't from the U.S., I'm going to be using the word we a lot, and I mean me and my countrymen. I don't want to exclude anyone, but this is a podcast of national reckoning. We're taught from an early age that America is the greatest country in the world, whatever that means, and that if anything ever went wrong abroad, Iraq, say, or Vietnam, it wasn't our fault so much as that there was a dirty job to do and somebody had to do it and we were the only ones who stepped up to the plate. It might seem strange if you aren't from here that we as a nation can look back at the wreckage in Iraq and 200,000 dead civilians and think both, well, that was a mistake, and that wasn't our fault, with no cognitive dissonance, but that's pretty much the size of it. I studied foreign policy in college, so that inkling turned into a certainty pretty rapidly. If you're reading about our adventures in Latin America, like I was, or about the same in the Middle East, like all my friends were, it gets very clear very quickly that except for a few bright spots, American foreign policy in the 20th century was one long, excruciating train wreck smeared over virtually every country poorer and browner than we were. Despite that 100-year disaster, we're lucky as a people if we can be bothered to remember the wars we started this century when we're planning a new one, say in Syria or in Libya or in Iran, let alone the little mishaps from 30, 40, or 50 years ago. You ask one of us if dictators are bad and we'll give you the right answer. You ask us where almost all dictators come from, small chance we'll indict ourselves. Ask us how we feel about Iran and we might get angry just hearing the name, but say Mohammed Mossadegh and we'll be bewildered. We can't tell any country apart from any other in Latin America except maybe Brazil and Mexico, but our nation has an intimate and sordid history with every single one of them. So I thought I'd make a podcast. Dan Carlin's hardcore history has popularized ancient and modern history more than anyone would have thought possible five or ten years ago. And I figured I could, maybe, make just a little bit of headway on the less remembered parts of our own past. It's easier to listen to a podcast than it is to read a book, and it's much easier to get one published. So here we are. About the show itself, I'm thinking episodes will last maybe 90 minutes, with as many episodes as I need to cover a given topic. The first one is about Guatemala, and that'll span two episodes, one up to 1954, and the other one from 1954 more or less till now. I'm going to try to get my production cycle down to two weeks, depending on the subject matter, but every new topic means several thousand pages of reading, a lot of research, and it takes time to just churn through all that, to write a script, to edit the podcast, and to put it up. So I'll try to hit two weeks. We'll see, <laughs> we'll, we'll see where that goes. In between casts, though, I'm going to try to write blogs and put up any ephemera or interesting articles or whatever I find uh, so you can get a look at the kind of stuff I'm researching, and you can have an idea about my process as I turn it into the podcast. As far as the arc of the project, right now, topics I'm looking at are Iran, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Honduras, Panama, the School of the Americas, Liberation Theology, Iran-Contra, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, a few others, and maybe some shorter shows on people like the Bush family, Nixon, and Kissinger. There's basically a limitless supply of topics I could do for this show. As far as who I am and what I'm about, my name is Jonathan Coombs, and I just got out of two and a half years with the Peace Corps in Mexico. I stayed where they sent me, and right now I'm living in the Sierra Gorda in the state of Querétaro and working as a freelance journalist. There's a chance that sometime I'll get a real job and I'll have to stop making this cast, but until then, this is Safe for Democracy, and I hope you enjoy our first show.
0: As we peer into society's future, we, you and I, and our government, must avoid the impulse to live only for today, plundering for our own ease and convenience the precious resources of tomorrow. During the long lane of the history yet to be written, America knows that this world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate and be instead a proud confederation of mutual trust and respect.